and welcome to the Geek Guild, a podcast for you, by you, where you can be unapologetically you. My name is Alexis, and I'm joined again today with CJ and Ray. Thank you guys for being here. Anytime. I love being here. It's my favorite spot. So you guys said that you wanted to talk about monsters, so I don't know as much as you guys do, so I'll kind of let you guys take the lead here. Okay. Um... I don't know how to start off a conversation. So let's start out with what's your favorite monster? Favorite monster? Yeah. I'd have to go, if you're looking for like minion monsters, the top tier has got to be kobolds. Oh, I love kobolds. It's like early game, kobolds are like squishy enough to not really be an issue, but can be in number enough that they are a major issue and they're really good like trap makers so yeah i was gonna you're say dealing like kobolds you gotta watch where you're stepping at all times yeah their layers are like very complicated with all their traps and whatnot because you know there's some monsters where it's like the minions are just kind of hanging out in the lair and you just beat them up basically yeah. but no kobolds like they've got like trip wires they've got things that'll fall on you they got like mm-hmm. they got all kinds of stuff my favorite thing to do with kobolds is a lot of the times my players will go into a kobold encounter and be like, okay, there's going to be traps. And I'll have a little trap that's, like, easily seeable. Like, this mm-hmm. is a trap. <laughs> a right very here obvious, yeah, like, yeah, like string. <laughs> very obvious tripwire, right? You step over the tripwire, step into the pit. <laughs> yeah, or, like, or, like, on a pressure plate or something you didn't yep. see. Like. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's no, sneaky. No, that's fun. Yeah, kobolds are fun, especially because there's a exactly lot of... Uh, how, that's that's how kobolds would be. Like, they're yeah. they're crafty little demons. They are crafty, and they love shiny <laughs> things. They love taking gold and, like, yeah. gems and stuff. They have a little hoard. I imagine um, they cackle a lot, kind of, like, move their little fingers together. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I, think, I think that in the... In the lore, it says that they they kind of like yip like dogs a little bit, like yeah. little little dogs, and I think that's mm-hmm. really funny. That's uh, like their main like language is would be like yipping and low tone growls and whatnot. How how big are they? Um, they're a small size creature. They're about yeah. the size of a halfling, probably smaller. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. Like a couple feet. They're like, yeah. well, because halflings I, are like. I was picturing four. like little annoying like chihuahua sized things. No, they're bigger. No, than they're that. bigger than that. They're like they're anywhere from like, yeah, like three feet. They're probably like to... goblin size. Yeah, they're like yeah. goblin size. Yeah. So like you could probably you could probably kick him pretty hard, but yeah, you know, it wouldn't be like you would punt him ac- across. That's the what field. I was imagining. Yeah. Just walk in and start punting little. It's not <laughs> like dragon people kicking garden gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah no that's a good one uh my favorite would probably that's a hard one my favorite one to be kind of a dickhead is probably the the shadows because they're an early early game monster they're an undead monster it's a uh, it's literally like a living shadow um from what i remember they do get things uh similar to like uh they get like really good stealth i think they can like shrink their shadow form down to like kind of a puddle and they can like move along the ground so they're like really hard mm-hmm. to detect so, so kind of like peter up pan's on shadow in the movies yeah kind of yeah. like that yeah uh it can sneak mm-hmm. up on them and it has mainly a strength like it's it's attack is just like a, a necrotic touch but it has a strength draining 
feature yeah. where uh, it'll drain your strength stat itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for early level characters, uh, if, if your strength goes down to zero, I'm pretty sure you just die straight yeah. up. Uh, and that's pretty punishing. I, I don't think I've ever... No, they fought them once in my first campaign, but I only used, like, a couple. Like, enough to where they, they could easily just beat the shit out of them. And they had, like, magic weapons, so it was fine. Um, mm-hmm. But if you really want to be rude, if you really want to be rude to, like, level one or two characters, throw that in there. Because the Barbarian will probably be fine, because they have a lot of strength, but, like, a wizard who has, like, maybe nine strength total... He's not going to last more than a couple hits before he's dead. <laughs> Straight up. My favorite thing to do is um, sneak them into the party and have them like replace one of the uh, player's shadows. So they're like attached to that player, right? Oh, And every so no. often I'll have that player roll like a uh, constitution check or constitution save. And then if they fail, they lose the strength. If they pass, then nothing happens. Oh, I even thought like, about that because you could even have them roll. Happening? Yeah, they could have like a passive perception where it's like if they do notice it, you're like, oh, the shadow like doesn't move exactly with you. You know, you notice yeah. that there's like inconsistency, the, and that's um, creepy. <laughs> are you guys Doctor Who fans at all? Yeah, my uh, daughter's named after Rory from Doctor that's Who. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. But the um, oh, wow. the library episode with the um, shadows that they eat the people. Oh, I yeah. I think it was David Tennant's doctor. But uh, you could even go something like that of, like, hey, give me a perception check. You notice so-and-so has two shadows. Why do they have two shadows? Oh. Good luck. <laughs> so I pulled up the list of D&D monsters, and one of the first ones I saw was Abyssal Chicken. Mm. See, I don't know as much about that <laughs> one. I know that... Uh... Because Abyssal, you know, and that that's a whole thing getting into the cosmology of, like, Abyssal is a demon, basically, whenever I hear it. Because yeah. demons are from the Abyss, and then devils are from the Nine Hells. So it, it would yeah. be a demonic chicken of some kind. Chickens are demonic to begin it. with. They are pretty demonic, <laughs> yeah. we Our chickens just beat the shit out of each other all the time. It's really sad and violent for no reason. Brutal. Um, Trying to think of some other cool monsters. Uh, we were ta- just talking about uh, what is it? Uh, Willow wisps. I think those are really cool because you could do cool yeah. stuff like you were talking about, where you like they could like serve as kind of a guide or a path. Usually, like yeah. a swamp like scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, or cemeteries would be. Another or oh, cemetery. That's a vibe right there. That yeah. spooky vibe. <laughs> um, and they're like you know they're like leading the way and they're like moving around because I think they get like a little lightning attack. But uh, their main thing is that if you are unconscious, and I think if you're like if you're like zero hit points and you're making death saves, I think they can like you they force you to make some sort of save. And if you fail, they they just drain the soul out of your body and they kill you immediately, Um, which is pretty scary. Uh, You know, especially it's like a third party. You just see their soul immediately siphoned out of their corpse. You know, that's probably scarring. Uh, that's another one. Traumatic. Yeah, it's another one if you want to be kind of a dickhead. Uh, there's scarecrows. Those are funny. Oh, I think those yeah. are those are pretty cool. Because um, I always imagine like when they're bludgeoning you that you're just getting pierced by like hay. A, to- a ton of like hay and like whenever they like 
their fist leaves you. You have like some jutting out of your skin because they're just like, like you're itchy like... all over. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's after the fight. You're like God. Like this. This is the. This is. This was worse than the fight. Honestly. <laughs> I didn't like the the barb devil that you had us fight. Oh, that thing. That thing shredded you so yeah, quick. Because I before that campaign. Uh, where you were like dealing with that devil cult, I really hadn't used devils very much, honestly. I think the closest I used was uh, a night hag, which is like kind of a devil, but not really. They're more of a fey creature that is technically a devil uh, yeah. in lore. Um, I mean, they have devils. some wild lore. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, devils and like demons and devils in general can get nasty if you don't know what you're doing against them like, yeah because without... a lot of them you know they they have resistances to poison or they're just yeah. immune to poison or just, immune to fire we're just resistant to non-magical damage in general mm -hmm. it's like if you, like don't tell your players that ever <laughs> but they'll just be going to town like yeah i just did 36 damage like no no you didn't no you didn't you did half that and they're like ah awesome you don't but you don't tell them that you let it whittle on and whittle on and then they're like why is this thing not dying mm -hmm. so, i mean i feel like i always got to tell them like because how do you how do you inform them without just saying like oh your attack doesn't do as much damage as you thought it would and then it's just obvious you know you like i don't know them, a... have them do like perception checks like if someone's That's such not a good up idea. in the fray of the combat, be like, "Hey, give me." A yeah, like the check. the mage mage guy hanging back. He's like, "Yo, like, y'all are not Something's... hitting this thing as hard." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, like it, they, you're not cutting it as here. deep, or like maybe it's kind of stitching together or something, depending on what the or creature is. Or like yelling is. in the background, like you missed. <laughs> that's good. Uh, no, I I love devils and demons because the barb devil you fought, that's because uh, like the really low level. Devils are the uh, as imps, I believe is what it is. They're like mm -hmm. the bottom of the barrel. They're like, yeah. you know, just like a tiny little, you know. They're cool, though. They got like a stinger, I think. They can like par par paralyze mm -hmm. you, and they can like turn invisible. And I think they can fly around. They got wings. They're they're like, they're a, they're yeah. sneaky little buggers. I'll tell you what. They sneak around. Yeah. Uh, barb devils are crazy. They're just covered in that. The other devils get crazy, like ice devils. They're like a bug. They're like an ice bug with a big spear, mm -hmm. but they're really scary. Uh, yeah. I've never fought one of those, but I don't want to. Uh, bone <laughs> devils are horrifying. Bone like the, just just the terrifying. visage, like the, how they look, terrifying. I want to look yeah. it up. Please look up a bone devil. Have you fought a bone devil, CJ? I have not. Um, my players don't almost got into a fight with a bunch of them at one point. A but bunch then, of them? Yeah, there was oh, probably god. like five or six of them. Oh my god! Part of a hostile adventuring group, but weren't like super loyal to the group. It was more of, they paid us to get them here, we got them here, whatever. You deal with it, we're okay, taking a rest. Gotcha. They are terrifying. Yeah, they got like the like the the bug wings. Like, they look like a scorpion too. Like yeah, they the got the crazy tail. stinger. Yeah, and I think there's a variant of them that has some like some kind of pole arm, like a spear, halberd, or something. But they're really scary. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is. 
What other monsters have you guys used in your campaigns? I've used um, a water weird. Fun one that I've used it would be uh, the Shambling Mound. Oh, that's the the big. It's the big plant creature, right? Yeah, those yeah. are fun, especially in like swampy environments. Does it like because come out of the swamp yeah. and like? Yeah. Just yeah, in a swampy environment. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you won't know they're there. Smack. <laughs> just... Yeah. Yep. And they, the, the fact that they can just absorb the players into them. Mm -hmm. It's like mint. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, it's it's you, you seem to like a... to terrify your players a little bit. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. And the the amount See, of I'm gonna have they to get some pointers. I have to get some pointers from UCJ because I, I I really admire how creatively you use some of these creatures. Like especially that thing you said about the shadow. Like I never would have considered yeah, doing no, that. No, and it doesn't even have to be like a immediately dangerous thing. It could just be like they're going through a cave or some evil guy's dungeon and it just latches onto him and three four months later like oh hey by the way here's this thing you picked up down there oh yeah like going into dungeons has the potential for longer lasting stuff like mm -hmm. we still yeah you're like why am i getting game? levels of exhaustion every single day for no yeah, reason like what's what's going on here you're like what oh you have I a parasite up? and you're like oh <laughs> Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for letting me know. You're like, you oh, you have a, a crippling disease. Because <laughs> those places are gross, months. man. They're like yeah. cesspools of like gross, stagnant water. There's like larval creatures crawling through them. It's, it's nasty yeah. down there. <laughs> Unless, of course, you got the uh, what are they called? The slimes? The slime cubes? Oh, the oozes? Yeah, that one. Ew. There's that a just bunch of unpleasant. Go through, and those are the uh the cleaners essential monsters for any dungeon oh yeah gelatinous cube you got to yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think y'all fought y'all fought a gray ooze one time i don't remember the context i just know adam he he took a sample of it <laughs> in like a little glass jar and then oh and then he uh he made that one dwarf guy drink it at, like on a dare because here's let me explain this to you cj so and i'll get more into depth about this later but uh because the uh the gray ooze kind of breaks down metal i think it kind of uh does like a rust type effect on them where it like degrades mm -hmm. them uh so i basically i was like what does it happen when someone drinks this and i was like okay it starts breaking down the iron in their blood so they basically just have like really <laughs> thin blood and if they get like a paper cut like they will bleed out like <laughs> <laughs> they, what is it like hemophilia? They have a like chronic yeah. hemophilia now, like that. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. I'm trying to think of some other monsters that were really we fun thought, and We fought some on kegs and then stole one of their eggs in a backpack. Oh yeah, we carried that yeah, around for keg baby. Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That was pretty fun because that was that was pretty cool because they they dig all those tunnels so like they're because the party they were on this like caravan of like carriages and like wagons and mm -hmm. the ground would like buckle underneath them and it would cave so that the uh the wagons and all the people in them would basically just get like buried and sucked underground and they'd have to go into like uh an entrance because they have like a whole like nest 
network yeah. that they they basically have to go into the dungeon and mm-hmm. save these people. So I thought that was pretty cool with their burrowing thing. That's uh, pretty awesome. What are, what are the land sharks called? Bullets? Yeah. Is that what they're called? I haven't fought any of those, but uh, those look scary. Another fun one that I like to unleash are the rust monsters. Oh, dude, those will fuck you up if you're not careful, bro. <laughs> what do they do? Those are fun. So they basically eat anything metal. Oh. So like your armor, your weapons, mm-hmm. carriages, not carriages themselves, but like your carriage wheels, all the bindings on them. Yeah. If you're a Warforged, you. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> so you could get really creative. Yeah, because they, uh, they have, yeah, because they, they're scary because they have a, uh, I think it's their antennas that have like a rust effect where like if mm-hmm. you, I think it's if you hit them, there's a chance that it'll rust your weapon and it'll degrade so it starts doing like less damage over time until it just breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have a magic weapon. I think it doesn't work on those. I also sense. think we did a rug of smothering, or you had us do a rug of smothering. Yeah, sword. yeah, Adam almost died to that. That was pretty funny, I'm not going to lie. Because uh, those, I mean, those will sneak up on you too. It's just like a rug in the room, and then all of a sudden it's like, and it just like sucks up and like wraps around some dude's head. <laughs> it starts mm-hmm. choking him to death. <laughs> like, Man, dude, the rugs of smothering are fun little like one-off traps and stuff. Yeah, they're like they're, they're essentially yeah for the one-off. They're really fun. Uh, what else did y'all fight? You never fought this Alexis. This was in the previous campaign, but they fought a water weird, mm. and that's a uh, that's a strange one. That's it's a a water elemental, uh, but it's kind of the form of like a serpent. It's like a serpentine water elemental. Uh, it's yeah. scary because it's whenever it's underwater, it is completely invisible. You can't see it, uh, and I think a big thing. That it would typically do. It had like a pseudopod attack, but it would try to suck people into its body and drown them. It would try to drag them into the water, basically, mm. and just yeah. drown them, which makes sense. Um, there's a story with this that I'll save for another podcast that's really good. Uh, have you guys used dragons? I have not. No. I have played an entire campaign revolving around dragons. Oh, that sounds run cool. an entire campaign revolving around them, and it was a lot of fun. And I want to run that campaign again with some of the newer books that have come out that are more, like, dragon-focused. Mm-hmm. And... So let me, that brings up a good question. Like, when it comes to dragons, like, they're pretty complicated. Like, especially when you're, because you have, like, the wormlings, which are just, like, baby dragons you know they're they're not super interesting but once you get up to like adult and like ancient dragons they have a lot of stuff like lots of legendary actions and stuff let me ask you this what's your favorite dragon do you have a do you have a favorite one oh goodness a favorite one probably there's a lot the classic red dragon i mean you you can't go Uh, wrong like the idea of like a red dragon like roosting on a volcano yeah the black dragons are fun as well um do they have really... poison breath no they have no um yeah i think black dragon is poison and green is acid acid it breath sounds be, scary it might be vice versa on no you know what it is vice versa because black dragons have acid because i think i i looked i was trying to play a black dragonborn at one point and it had like the acid breath but dra- no yeah, they're really cool fun. especially because uh they have the, this, what is it called? The chromatic and the metallic? Yep. 
dragons. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, Alexis, but uh, there's kind of a whole, like, moral, like, alignment sort of thing where typically the chromatic dragons tend to be the more chaotic and evil ones. Yeah. So that that just means like red dragons, green dragons, blue dragons, white dragons, whereas the metallic dragons tend to be more good aligned vaguely. So the things like silver dragons, gold, bronze, uh, copper, mm -hmm. things like that, they tend to be better. Um, I've always liked. I think I want to say it's the bronze or copper dragon. There's one of them that has like it has a fin on the top of its head that runs the entire length of its body down its tail and I think that was pretty cool. Uh, there's another the there's also a dragon that's wing its wings uh like they the connect all the way down its tail if that makes sense. Yeah. I wish I could pull I up think a picture. that's the gold one. That might be the gold one. I think you're right. Let me look that up. Cuz those are cool. But no. So, what what did you like the most about running dragons? Um, that's that's hard. I'm not entirely sure because at the time I didn't run them as they should have been ran because it was my first time being a DM and was still learning a lot of oh, like, yeah. the DM mm -hmm. side mechanics. So I didn't really quite understand like your whole layer features and layer actions. Um, like on initiative 20 and you know yeah like i stuff didn't like quite that. understand that and how and like the, regional um, effects yeah and like how their breath attack recharges i thought it was a five or six rounds it takes it to recharge so my breath my dragons were just getting one like one breath attack and alexis if you ever look at like a dragon stat block from the dm's perspective it'll have like on their breath attack it'll say recharge five or six that's they roll a d6 and if it pops up as a five or a six they get their uh breath attack ability back, back. yep oh, okay that makes sense because that i so, also had the same initial idea i was like man i have to wait six rounds because yeah. like that's a long time yeah i was like I they're gonna kill this out. thing way before i could do that yeah, again they do every time is <laughs> it difficult for you guys to like be in charge of these monsters while also trying to run everything else that you're doing at the moment. Not really. No, I wouldn't say no. I, I, I would say it gets hard if you have a lot of monsters and they all, all have very different stat blocks because yeah. then you're having to bounce around and remember like, oh, he has like, oh, he doesn't have a great sword. This guy has like a long sword instead, you know, because you're like sitting here rolling 2d6 and you're like, oh, shit, like, no, it's like 1d8, you know. Uh, or even like powers, like maybe you're running and you're like, okay, I, I don't even remember what kind of powers this guy has. Um, that's something I got to get better about is just because I, I like to throw a lot of complicated monsters in there who have like a lot of spells and like stuff they could do. And then I'm like, God, I, this is too much. I like having like the, the one big guy and then like a bunch of like little minion people. Yeah, dragons are really good for that. <laughs> yeah, because you get kobolds. Yeah. And Dragonborn and Half Dragons and Drakes. What's your thought process for picking a monster that you're going to have your players fight? It's a long one. That's a long thought process. That Yeah, that is tough. Um, it's so dependent. A lot of stuff that goes into that. It like, depends on like the... what kind of story you're telling, like where you are in the campaign, mm -hmm. uh, like 
it, it depends on the context of like what other creatures you fought, like what region you're in. Yeah, and uh, it even goes down as far as to like how many players are in the party, what level is the party, what classes yeah. are in the party. Like, so there's no pressure for you guys or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you get down to it, like you know, once you get down to a process, it's not too bad, you know, because yeah. I, you know, because you do have certain tools to help you out, like CR. Although I, I put. That's with a heavy grain of salt. Yeah. I, 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 if I don't judge something solely based off of CR, I have to look at it first to mm. really know. Because sometimes, like, they'll put something on, like, a lower CR that's, like, this thing's kind of tough, like, yeah. you know, or, or, like, the opposite, you know. Um, and there are times where, like, I've done a little bit of homebrew where, like, I'm going to buff this guy up with, like, maybe give him, add just this little thing. Or, like, oh, maybe his attacks do a little more damage. Like, I tweak that stuff mm. all the time. Um, especially because I've, I've tried to in, because one problem I ran into in my first campaign was that I had creatures and if I wanted to make them more difficult, if I wanted to kind of up the challenge, I would just give them like an extra attack and I would buff the, the shit out of their like AC and their health, right? Yeah. And that really didn't make it more fun because it just made it last a lot longer. And they were just like, God, like why isn't like he's still up you know and it gets kind of annoying yeah after a while so i started doing a thing where like uh i'll leave the health the same uh depending on the situation i might even reduce it slightly but i'll make their attacks like uh, more likely to hit and just do a lot more damage you know maybe give them another attack um and maybe even like another like a little small ability entirely you know maybe give them like a teleport that's what i did with the last guy with the death knight you were fighting because death knights i don't think typically have a teleport type ability but i was like why not we'll give them so. a teleport never really use them. they're scary dude oh my god yeah. they got fireball they've got they've got like a necrotic fireball really it's crazy they did like i think it was 10 d6 uh fire and 10 d6 necrotic yeah. uh, that was so many of you went down it was so <laughs> devastating because i was like i was like okay ethan you take like 30 points of damage and he was like well i i take like half and i was like that is half <laughs> and, and all of you were like oh, <laughs> oh it's no. one of those yeah but no i think um it's not it's not it's not too bad it's a fun process though especially when like I, a lot of my ideas i get for it are like throughout the day when i'm at work and i'm just like yo what if they had like especially if it's a you're just you know, going through work thinking, yeah. man, how can I beat up my friends today? No, I no, that's not how I think about it. But I'm like, you know, especially because like trying to justify them too. Because a lot of the, some of the older dungeons like that Gary Gygax made had a lot of creatures and like uh, monsters in there that like initially didn't really make sense to me. Or like, or like a big hodgepodge of like random monsters. You're like, why are they all in the same place? You know? Right. Um, I always try to give like a good. You always want at least a little bit of context, consistency. you know, and consistency of like why these things are here, yeah. you know. Um, Have you immersion guys had any game. monsters you didn't like using? Monsters mm. I didn't like using. Let me think. Hmm. 
Dang, you might have to give me a moment. That's a tough one. I know I there's can, one in here. I can't think of anything that I just outright didn't enjoy using. I think every time that I have... Every time I've, like, ran something I didn't enjoy, it's been because I didn't do it right, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, or I didn't build the encounter correctly. It's always been my fault. I think almost, yeah. pretty much almost any of the monsters you can you can use in a way that is good and entertaining even the like really weak sauce stuff that's like why yeah, even like, bother fighting it but like if you the kobolds i was talking about earlier like mm -hmm. early on it's like why why are you necessary but then as you like progress and progress and start getting into like the more entrenched kobold forces it's like ah Yes, I understand why I hate you. Yeah, and they've <laughs> got like you get these really clever like yeah you're just hitting like trap after trap. They're like dropping like burning hot tar on you. You're like I hate this, I hate yep. these guys. I let's let's take all their treasure and leave. I noticed on this list too. There's a lot of animals and bugs that are listed as monsters, like yeah, deer. Um, yeah, yeah, beasts is what they're not necessarily monsters and more of just entities but they have to be statted to be part of it so it's it's more are. like um you know like especially like a deer or something you're very unlikely to fight a deer but if, if for the context of like if your ranger has like a deer companion or something yeah that way they have a stat block so that it's like if they happen to get into yeah. combat or you if the dm really wants to role play you can role play you hunting deer have like their skill checks compared to yours yeah like, i mean i senses. i never run it that way just because yeah yeah it's a it's little tedious. tedious very tedious yeah. but um and i mean there's there's still some in there that are pretty pretty scary spooky scary you know like uh, i think are dire wolves considered a beast or are they i think they're considered a beast i don't know if they're a monstrosity they might be monstrosity because just because they're so big What's the, dif the difference between a beast and a monstrosity? So, a beast, beast would be your typical... Oh, direwolves are a beast. Um, so, a beast oh, wow. would be like your typical animals. So, you've got your dire wolves, regular wolves... Deer, um, bear, deer, bear, birds. Stuff like that. Monstrosities are more of your like combinations of stuff that aren't natural. Like so a werewolf? Kind of like hybrid... Yeah, like werewolf, your owl bears. Um, I think griffins are technically griffins, monstrosity stuff like that. Peritons. So, yeah, so your um, monstrosities are going to come from a more arcane background, like a science experiment gone wrong mm -hmm. for the, these, and now they are running rampant. Yeah, think of like either either a hybrid animal, like a chimera or something, or like a kind of i guess like a mutated animal like there's the yeah. there's that weird gorilla one the gorillon or something that has like it's like a big it's like a gigantic white gorilla that has like four or six arms it's mm, crazy yeah um but yeah they're 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 pretty wild there's a there's a lot of variety with monstrosities actually um, that makes sense because there's every every all, all of them are classed differently you know because like devils and demons are their own class um, there's yeah. another kind of fiend. Oh, yeah, man. that's what they're called, fiends. <laughs> Is it fiends? I thought there's yeah. a... Devils, demons, fiends. Um, 
I thought there was another. Uh, Yugoloths? Yugoloths are... I think they're technically a Demons, fiend, right? I believe. Are they demons? Okay, because I read lore that said that they were technically a separate one. And I, I that, they get kind of confused. They're more like fiendish mercenaries, I guess. Is what I read on their lore. Yugoloths? Yugoloths. No, the Yugoloths, I'm pretty sure... At least that's what I've read for, like, 5th edition. It. I don't know if it's different. Um, I don't want to buy a book, D&D Beyond. <laughs> Come on. I mean, but fiends and demons alone are super interesting. I, oh, I could talk no, about them all day long. completely different, yeah. Yeah, um, Yugoloths were the kind of the black sheep for me. I, they didn't really... I didn't understand where they fit. But there was a whole, like, backstory of them and, like... Uh, night hags of Gehenna who like wanted to make an army of mercenaries they could control and it went wrong so now there's just a bunch of like fiendish people up for hire yeah. it's 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 I was, crazy yeah I was thinking of um, what are they called the Yachtles something like that like uh, oh, handmaidens yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So Loth is the Drow Queen of Spiders. It's like their main god, mm -hmm. and their her handmaidens are. Let's see if I can find. Dragloth. Is it kind of like the spider in Harry Potter, where you have like the big main spider, and then all the little minions? Yakles. That's what they are. Yockles. Let me pull this up for you guys. This is what I was thinking. Oh, God. Yeah, those are scary. That looks terrifying. Yeah. So these guys, a lot of times, will be seen as, like, um, being sent by Wolf herself and whatever they say is coming from Wolf. Mm -hmm. So they're just, like, the middleman. The, yeah. mes the messenger. Yeah, pretty much. You know, demons it's... and devils are scary, man. Like they are. They're, they're they could be fun to use as well. They are. Like I mean, they've got you know, because you could do a whole campaign just. I mean, similar to like your dragon campaign, where it's like, oh, we're just dealing with devils the whole time, or mm -hmm. demons the whole time, because they they've had like into the abyss or whatever, uh, like that they've released for the modules. Yeah. Um, I wanted to play that. Did we have, what were we one. talking about? I feel like we got really sidetracked. I think we did as well. <laughs> I forgot what we were originally talking about. I asked about beasts. Oh, yeah, beasts, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, there's there's a couple beasts in there that are hard, like the dire wolves. They're just really um, big-ass wolves. Uh, I don't remember any of those. Owl, oh, yeah, yeah. I think owl those bears might there. be getting into the monstrosity, but still yeah. beast-ish. Mm -hmm. What about doppelgangers? Ooh, oh, because y'all have fought some fun. of those. I don't know if you remember fighting those, fun. but yeah, they are really fun. I and even the way that I used them in my campaign was like really just a taste of some of the crazy shenanigans they can do. Because I mean, yeah, being able to like, because it's not even just that they could assume the physical form of somebody. I think that they could like 
mentally probe somebody's mind to get information on how to better like on their manner mannerisms and stuff on how to better assume their personality which was yep. crazy to me um, i love using doppelgangers to infiltrate the party and i'll have like i'll find the one party member that wants to fuck with the rest of the party and have you like take them aside get switched out so they'll oh, yeah. then be playing the doppelganger well your oh, other players they're, know they're nope. way on in on it they're deep mm -hmm. They're deep yep. in it, bro. <laughs> and it'll be, it, the switch will happen, like, at night, in the middle of a tavern or something like that. And then a couple of sessions later, they're going through some building trying to find something and stumble across their party member chilling there while their party member is standing right behind them, mm -hmm. pulling their knife out to stab them in the back. Yeah, That's yep. creative. And it's really cool because uh, there's a certain playable race they added in. It wasn't Ravnica. Oh. Uh, are you talking about the shifter? I think it is. Yeah, the it's like shifter. the there's there's. Oh man. That's gonna bother me. That's I have to look that up. That's gonna bother me so hard. I know what you're talking. Changeling. Changeling. That's the one. Yeah. Because yep. changelings. Like I never expected this, but in their lore, it's like they're uh, they're like half, you know, like humanoid, half uh, doppelganger. Mm -hmm. uh, like their one of their parents was a doppelganger, and that's how they have that ability to shift. Because doppelgangers in their like true form are kind of like gross looking. Yeah. They're like gray just, and they're like kind of deformed and they don't have a just mouth. Lobby. Kind of like mm -hmm. Ditto the Pokemon. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, if he had like arms and legs and stuff, yeah. Actually, um, speaking of Ditto the Pokemon and D&D, um, &D, a little off-topic, but the Mimic's natural, like, form would be more akin to Ditto. Yeah, than... I think they're, like, kind of a blackish color, right? Mm-hmm. Well, kind of like a gooey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they um, can have, like, different sacks and stuff. I'm delving really deep into the lore Oh, here. that's really cool. <laughs> And that they use, and like they'll push them out, and it mimics the texture. Like certain and certain textures, wood. yeah. And then they can excrete this sticky substance within them to like stick people to them, and then they eat them. Mm -hmm. It's fun stuff. That's cool. That's kind of gross, but interesting. Yeah, it's really gross. The most terrifying thing about it is mimics can grow to absurd sizes, like the size of houses or boats. Of course they Cause can. Because they even said, like, uh, in some of the new promotional stuff, they've even, ha like, toyed with the idea of, like, a whole house being a mimic. And then all of the, like, furniture inside are, like, smaller mimics. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's um, kind of crazy. Fizz, I think the book's called um, Fizzband's Dragons. Treasury of Dragons? Yeah. That one has a treasure hoard mimic in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such a dick move. <laughs> That's such a dick move. Can you imagine just fighting an entire dragon, half your party's wiped out, and you go to, like, loot its horde, and it's like, ah, no, just kidding. Yeah, like, six to your hands, and you're like, oh my god. You're joking. <laughs> no. Do you have any other questions, Alexis? I know there's a lot that goes into it. It sounds like it. Especially being having to come up with the story and then the monsters and then your NPCs. Mm -hmm. 
It could be a lot sometimes. I mean, especially like whenever I get like writer's block and I'm just sitting there for like two hours, just like, God, why can't I, you know, like I'll be like, I know I want to use this creature, but I don't know how I'm going to possibly yeah. justify it. You know, mm-hmm. usually there like, are pretty I'm... good ways to justify it. A lot of the times if I'm running a campaign, I typically run them from the campaign books. So I've got just about every campaign book they put out and mm-hmm. go more or less strictly off that depending on the size of the party and stuff like that i'll adjust the encounter adjust. sizes mm-hmm. and everything but yeah, yeah other than um, that like you got the context like everything's just kind of yeah, baked in like you don't really part. have to plan for much other than memorizing a few key points so that you're not just directly reading out of the book the entire time or unless your party like completely derails it and like you're now yeah. having to like it's like a, you're you're basically just homebrew at that point. You're like, well, at, let me just at that point it's throw you all that out. Do whatever you want to do, and about three months time, Tiamat's coming up out of the pits of hell. Yeah, yeah. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> just remember, you could have stopped this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's crazy. So it sounds like you're more of the book type. DM CJ, is that right? Yeah, I'm like, I don't have the creative, spontaneous imagination that goes into like homebrew campaigns and homebrew worlds and all that. Like, I don't, I can't just respond like that. I -hmm. like to have it in the book and like a vague direction of like, this is where you need to go. Let's figure out how you get there. And I so think that's, that's little, how you are, right? Homebrew. Yeah, it's so. all homebrew. I've only ever done homebrew campaigns, and that because that was I jumped right into it because we we were playing with like another friend who uh, he was also doing homebrew stuff, but uh, frankly, I don't think he did a lot of the legwork he needed to in terms of like I don't even really think he read like the DMG or anything. So combat was very loosey goosey. There was very little structure, you know, like, he, he didn't really, a lot of time, like, he wouldn't even use, like, initiative. It was just kind of, like, on, based on who, whoever wanted to do something, and, like, that kind of irked me. That's that's how it was for the first ever campaign I played. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did not enjoy it at all. So it yeah, took me it's, yeah. a long time to get back into it. And that's why, like, I took it upon myself. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to read first thing i did was like i read all the way through like the player's handbook and the dmg like that's the first thing I've you know at least once the dmg uh and honestly really? you don't need to yeah never read it honestly haven't really read the player's handbook per se like, like i've i know where i need to go for each thing and it's just reference it is all it is to a point of like a very specific rule set it's like okay let's look this up yeah, oh, so if someone's like, how do we do underwater combat? You know, that's like, well, that's yeah. when you open up, you know, and you're like, okay, let's figure out how yeah. that works. But in terms of the world, like, I just dove right in. Like, and it took, it took so long to get it up and running just because, like, I'd never done world building before. And I had, like, I had several different Google Docs because I had to figure out how I wanted to organize everything. And, you know, maybe that's another story for another podcast, but, you know, I had my Google Docs open and I was like, here's how I want things to lay out. And then, and then you lay out the whole, like, you're like, oh, let me, like, make a whole world now. You're yeah. like, I need, like, a pantheon. I need, like, you know, 
generally what kind of cosmology I'm using. And I would stick very true to, like, Faerun, where I'm like, okay, I got, like, the pinwheel, you know, with, like, you yeah. know, uh, oh, the, the different, like, uh, you know, upper planes, lower planes, inner planes, you know, yeah. elemental planes, you know, I, you know, all of that. Um, use standard gods, like pantheons, just so I'm not, like, wanting to, like, ruin my life all the time. <laughs> You're you know, because right. if it's like everything, if everything's homebrew, God, I would lose my mind. Uh, there's some people that get out there and do that and just absolutely kill it, though. Dude, I don't I'm know how sure. they manage that. It's so much because you're like, OK, now I got to remember what my homebrew thunder god is like. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then you like make the world and you make like some of the, the, the lore and like the history of it. You know, and I got into depth of like, okay, geographically, like where most races are kind of like plotted, like where, you know, like, oh, like here's like the mountains that all the like mountain dwarves live in. And like, oh, here's like the certain forests that most uh, like uh, uh, wood elves live in or whatever, you know, um, here's the city that's mostly humans. Here's the city that's mostly elves, you know. I get stressed you know. out trying to keep up with my one character. I can't imagine it's, dude, all of it. And especially because I got to stop myself sometimes where I'm like, especially when I'm building like a, a new town that you guys are going to, I'll get way too granular. I'm like, all right, this is this guy who's running this shop. This is why it's named that way. He's running it with his grandma, who's this person. And her his grandma used to be over here, but now she's not over there. She lives over here now. And, and she's blind also for this unrelated reason, uh, which is why they carry this product. And then I'm like, I just need to like zoom out. And take a yeah. second, because that's one thing ridiculous. <laughs> one thing that I have heard over the years is give your players the option of choice. Like, make it look like they get to choose, but no matter what they choose, it's all the same thing. So oh, design, yeah, like, like a big... Um... Design your one town that you need them to go to and be like, all right, you have, you can go here, here, or here. All three separate different towns... But no matter which one they go to, it's the one you yeah. need them to go to. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of eliminate some of that freedom while making them think that they have that freedom. Right. Yeah, and, there, and you know, there's a lot of, like, if you wanted to for later use, like, okay, they do pick this town, and, like, you wanted to characterize it a little more, you know, you yeah. could be, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can come up with on the spot, like, you know, okay... What's, like, a kind of special shop they would have? Like, oh, maybe they have, like, a really poppin', like, alchemical shop. And, and they have, like, a kooky, like, gnome character who's like, oh, I, I make all the potions. And I, it's magical in here, you know? The next thing you know, you're like, oh, it was that town with the kooky gnome guy who had, like, potions, you know? Kind of sticks mm -hmm. out in the memory a little bit. Um, God, what was my other thought I was going to have? Oh, I forgot where I was going, to be honest with you. Another it's it's a lot. Another thing to do, another easier way that, to run it is have, like, a hometown for the party and have, like, all of their, like, dedicated smiths are in that town where they store everything's in that town. Like a, like a hub area, basically. Yeah. Like it's destiny or something. <laughs> yeah, so that way you don't have to worry about going into, oh, well, which town was... Frederick von Hammerschmark. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's when it gets, especially because, like, this campaign, I've kind of regretted doing this. Where, like, I made this, I handmade a map, right? Like, I drew it all by hand. I, like, stained the paper. I went crazy on this map. And I'm, like, I had this idea of, like, oh, I'm going to take them, like, all over. They're going to see all these places. And that that was a mistake. Because now I'm, like, because if you, if I, I'll have to show you my notes sometime of, like, all the places and characters that they've met. And it's oh, it's getting unnecessarily long. It's ridiculous. I'm having to scroll to get to like this one merchant they met in this city, you know, who had. Oh, and I'm geez. like, it, it's it's so intense. It's That's so intense. Insane. So I like the next imagine. campaign I'm gonna run is definitely gonna be a lot more condensed. Mm -hmm. I think like one like one region, you know. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. That sounds insane. Oh god, it's, it's been a it lot. was such a mistake. <laughs> it was such a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. But I'm making it work. Nice. That's well, awesome. I think that's all I have for you guys tonight. Okay. Unless right. there's yeah, any cool. other things that you guys wanna touch on. Uh I guess kinda of closing remarks on like monsters. Um I guess I guess be careful, man. Some of them they're sneaky. They got like all kinds of resistances and stuff. Just be careful, cause like you know, you might have the one player in your party who's like, you know, oh, we could take that dude. You know, we could totally take him. But it's because you know, one example is that uh, we're playing a Strahd type campaign. It's very homebrew, but it has Strahd in it. And uh, I know who Strahd is and kind of vaguely what he's capable of. And uh, we met him, and we're like level four. Um, and the we have a new player at the table who is like we like left his castle they were like oh we should go kill that guy and i was like no <laughs> he will stomp us into the ground <laughs> we should not fight him <laughs> like Do trust you wanna me want to catch dead cuz that's how you catch <laughs> dude I, like she was like dude like cuz like you know he described him as like weaker and i was like i don't care how weak he is like he's terrifying we don't want to do that you know Especially yep. if you kind of know, or even if you don't know, like, kind if of... that creature is strong. Like, if you have, like, a good, like, history stat or uh, maybe nature or arcane even, you might be able to right. roll and, and the DM might be like, right, this is a scary fucking thing. Yeah, like, you should always, like, sway on the know. side of mm -hmm. caution. Yeah. And stuff like that with, like, running into resistances and stuff is you could base it off of, like, different character stuff. So, like, a cleric would be potentially knowledgeable on your demons and fiends and stuff like mm -hmm. that so that have them roll like a history check and be like oh yeah you remember through your clerical studies that oh these guys are a lot easier to take down with these particular items or these types of things mm -hmm. yeah but and oh but, the, the, but the big thing. guy you know he's gonna be resistant to it you know he's you know yeah. regular weapons won't work on him the same way yeah so that's a fun and fairly easy way around you know, the whole metagaming crowd and just them not knowing mm -hmm. why they're dealing 57 points of damage a hit 10 rounds in a row. Yeah, and, and even sometimes, you know, there are times in my campaign where, like, if my players, if I see that they're getting kind of confused about, like, the abilities of a monster, I might, I might just ask one of my players who I think makes the most sense to roll some kind of check and be like, oh, yeah. from your, like, natural studies as, like, a ranger, you understand that this particular creature as, like, your 
was it your favorite enemy you know oh they you know they have this resistance or like they have this kind of ability you know um Mm -hmm. or even even just things about like the nature of this creature like especially if it's like a like a golem or uh, maybe a construct that's like being either remotely controlled or is enchanted with magic you know that might give you the idea of like oh maybe i can like dispel it you know and like just take the creature out entirely you know it might give you like really creative ideas yeah yeah that makes sense think There's... outside the box of creatures dude like you can get some it, 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 also you don't have to fight all of them sometimes some yeah. of them you could talk to no i've gotten i've had players in situations i was like you're going to fight these guys there's no way you can do it without it and they've talked they, their they way figure through it out it giving yeah. me reasons as to why they wouldn't necessarily fight in this situation and, and then you're like, sitting there and you're example. like these are good reasons like yeah. this is like not a, how it's supposed to go like a good example would be um one of the first campaigns i ran i had a fighter who in the beginning of the campaign was they were fighting a bunch of dragon cultists and he ended up stealing one of the higher-ranking guy's robes, put it in his bag, didn't touch it for, like, two or three sessions afterwards. And then after dealing with the raiding party on this town, we're following the rest of the raiding party after they left. Mm-hmm. And they came up across, like, a rear guard who was waiting for other stragglers Ooh. from the mm-hmm. raiding party. So he tossed on the cloak walked in there like he owned the place I was oh like, that's smart and just started talking to the dudes like all right roll a deception natural 20. yep like <laughs> all right cool you're yeah you fit right in party now. yeah yeah and from there he got figured out where like their ambush further on is for if anyone's not oh, i'm sure he got so much party. information oh, yeah. out of them they walked him straight into the heart of their raiding camp no issues and then the two rangers in the party were like, yeah, we're going to pretend like we're hunters for the party and are bringing in food. And they got in. The fighter snuck out to go meet up with them, let them know what they found. And then the the rangers got caught inside the camp and identified as like, oh, these guys were fighting against us during the raid. Mm-hmm. So then the fighter and had like, to sneak oh, his way back yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, but that phenomenal. that's another, that's a whole other thing is that like, you know, a, a a charismatic character, they can they can get a lot done if you're mm-hmm. creative. Like all the information you can gather, all oh, the yeah. resources. Like there are so many times where like if you have a good persuasive and deceptive dude, mm-hmm. you, you can skip so many combats and just completely oh, yeah. foil somebody's <laughs> plan just, entirely. Just thinking outside of the box, like a lot of times the dumbest solution in D D is the funnest solution. Yeah. Uh in in like there are so many times where they've done something stupid that like I just kind of allow and then they roll like stupid high on it. They're like, Oh that's a twenty three. I'm like, fuck, okay. Uh yeah. Like like the one time we were trying to go over it was like difficult terrain and they were like branches and stuff and rocks everywhere and i was like i'm gonna do like the office and do hardcore parkour across of it <laughs> yeah she <laughs> rolled I like ro- a 22 or yeah. a 23 so i was like i think i described it like okay you're like because what it was was a uh they're trying to avoid a spotlight from like a magical crystal thing on top of a palace they're trying to sneak into and it was like a kind of a a, a lower defilade i guess where it was like a uh, it, 
it was a lot of like unmined uh, or, or like it wasn't like polished rock it was just like raw mined earth so it had all these like sharp angles and like just rocks jutting out it was really like you'll, you'll, you'll break your ankles and they were trying to take cover under the bridge from the light and so she like i was like okay you do you like gracefully flit in between all of these you know rocks and you're doing like completely unnecessary backflips just for show like <laughs> like it's like spider-man all the way over there and that was really fun that was a good time good yeah. stuff good stuff D is always fun it we is. love it it's so good well thank you guys for talking with me today i've really enjoyed it yeah, yeah no it was wrong. a good time it was a good time i, I you know CJ, you're gonna have to tell me. You're gonna have to give me some tips, cause a boy, you know, I, I'm only, I'm only like a year and a half into this DMing thing. So you, I'm sure you've got all kinds of knowledge. I'm just a baby. I'm just a wee baby. <laughs> but yeah, get out there with. Yeah, me. not a problem, man. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's been a blast. We'll definitely have to do oh, yeah. this again. Yes, for sir. Sure. Let me know.